You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here we go. It is episode number 41 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Comeback win edition over the team with the best record in baseball. That is our episode today as uh, we follow the Guardians' Tuesday night victory over the Atlanta Braves in 10 innings. They won it by a final score of 6-5 to five in a game that had many a twist and turn. Just outstanding, and we'll get to the highlights and postgame commentary shortly. Coming up a little bit later on in the podcast today, we'll hear from Atlanta Braves manager Brian Snitker, who's a great story. 47 years in the game, all with the same organization. Just remarkable. He has been in the Atlanta Braves system as a player, coach, manager, development personnel, and major league manager finally in the 2016 season. And he's had a great run as their major league manager since then, winning a World Series back in the 2021 season, and he has the team with the best record in baseball right now. So we'll catch up with him, get some of his thoughts on his club, on Terry Francona and his relationship with the Guardians manager, and much, much more. That's a little bit later on in today's Rosie Report. But first, a look back at last night's game, and let's take it right to the seventh inning. That's when Ahmed Rosario would continue what had been an outstanding game to that point with a two-run double, a solo home run, and when he stepped to the plate in the seventh, the Guardians were storming back. They had just tied the game and were looking to take the lead. The set, the pitch. Swing and ground ball, base hit into right. Quarter out third. He'll put Cleveland up as he crosses home plate. And Ahmed Rosario, what a series. His third hit, his fourth RBI tonight. And he did it with a pitch clock violation to start the at-bat. But the lead did not last as the Braves tied it on a home run by Ozzie Albies in the top half of the ninth inning off of closer Emmanuel Classe. They were looking to take the lead in the 10th. They had that winning run at third base, or at least go-ahead run at third base, in the top half of the 10th inning with only one out when this happened. The pitch, swing and a little blooper into center field, charging hard as straw, he'll make the catch. Tagging coming home, Hilliard. Throw to the plate, on the fly! Tag is made by a diving fry! They did it! What a great throw by Straw! On the fly to the plate! And a diving tag by catcher David Fry! It doesn't get any better than that! Wow! And the Guardians continue to go toe-to-toe with the juggernaut Braves! We are tied at five, going to the bottom of the tenth. What a tag by Fry, and that was just setting the table for more heroics from the Guardians catcher in the bottom half of the tenth inning as he stepped to the plate with two down, runners on base, and a chance to win the ball game. The pitch, Fry with a line drive to left. Rosario going back toward the line. He can't make the catch. Base hit. Game winner. In the scores, Rosario, David Fry, 
at second base. A walk-off, two-out, RBI single to left by David Fry, and Cleveland's got its fifth walk-off win of the year. And they shocked the Atlanta Braves in 10 innings tonight, 6-5. to five. And after the game, Fry talked about his spectacular evening. The throw from Strahl, like what's kind of your checklist as a catcher to make sure you're in position and can apply the tag? Yeah, so with the new rule, it's kind of like try to keep your left foot around home plate so you're not in the way because the last thing you want to do is have a guy thrown out and then it gets overturned because of a violation or whatever. And so you're, you're trying to let – because you're watching the throw come in, you're trying to let it get to you and not be too eager to go out and get it. And But, I mean, Straw kind of put it on the money, made it easy for me. Wow, that ball's in the air. What's that experience like? And what's, what's with your head? You're talking about on the throw? On your head. Oh, on the hit? Uh, well, off the bat, I was like, oh, yeah, it's for sure a hit. And then I was watching Rosario run after. I was like, oh, God, he's going to catch this thing. I had my hand in the air. I was like, I need to put my hand down because he's about to catch it. But, yeah, whenever I saw it land, pretty fired up. It's like to be in the middle of a celebration. Like Unbelievable. Really cold. When you're getting water splashed all over you. But yeah, awesome. All the guys fired up. Really fun. What's the say about this club? You know, way you fought back multiple times and then, you know, just for you to put it over the top at the end. Yeah, I mean it like today, we got a complete team in there. Beaver gave us a good start. Bullpen came in, did a really good job. Uh Ahmed does an unbelievable job hitting the ball over the yard, getting RBIs, and then really good defense helps us win the game and uh, we got an awesome clubhouse, and whenever we're down, we still feel like we got a good chance to win. How important is this lineup to have a guy like Ahmed? Yeah, you know, kind of setting the tone through the Yeah, it's huge. I mean, he, we always talk about it. His hits, they come in bunches. He's, like, you see him go one for one, you're like, he's probably getting four today. And he kind of sets that table hitting right in front of Hosey, and uh, you always know good things are going to happen when he gets on. Also, after the game, Terry Francona weighed in on the up-and-down battle with the Atlanta Braves. I was going to say, think about that. I mean, that's a big ask. And I think I was telling you the other day that he's more valuable, I think, maybe than other people realize. I think we feel like he's real valuable. Um, there's days when he doesn't play – but because of his versatility, you can do things with other people too, and that'll never show. But it it has value. That throw, I mean, the throw obviously is great from Juan, but with everything you mean from, from, from strong, from strong, sorry. But that play at home plate and whatever things that's going to catch his mind now about blocking and not, you know what I mean? Like how tough the play is that? It, it's it's hard enough. I don't know if people probably have a true respect for how much is going on in guys' heads or can go on when it's happening that fast. That was an unbelievable play all the way around. You know, I, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, their lineup, and it's, I mean, it's so deep, and it's like, and every inning is like, you know, it, it's it's a grind. And, you know, I think Carl wanted me to go get him for Rosario, and I wanted to let him try to get out of the inning. But, no, I thought he was pretty good. It just, man, if you make a mistake to these guys or you don't get a pitch, you think, man, they can hurt you in a hurry. I know a lot of your answers were Rosario. I just want I'm, because I know you're going to say with Rosario, you always seem to look back hard. They get to where they're going to get. But isn't there, is there something special about a guy that can put every hits together? 
time after time the way he does. He, he I, again, I maybe, and I think I said this, he, we probably value him more maybe than other teams do, you know, and I understand we're in the age of OPS and all this, but he hits his OPS. So when he starts to hit, it comes in bunches. And so you're going to see, he's going to account for runs and hopefully some like RBIs lately that that's, that helps us win. Carl told me uh, before this series that he kind of took the bullpen and showed them their own numbers, showed them the Braves numbers, kind of said, hey, you guys are good too. And I know you had a hiccup with Class A, but what does that say about Carl preparing the bullpen for what they're right? Yeah, Carl told me that too. I was kind of fired up. I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. And I know our guys probably appreciated it and easy to believe in Carl. If I was a pitcher, I would try to run through a wall for him. I, I think we all feel that way. His messages are are always heartfelt and they're genuine, and it's always about the player. Anything you've seen with Bieber third time through the order? Like he hadn't had those issues in the past. Yeah, no, I, I feel like there's been like three games where when he's starting to get towards the end, it's happened quick. Um, I I I don't know that you can always just loop it into a I mean like today I I swear Quan caught that ball. Okay, they can't overturn it for whatever reason, but that's two outs nobody on. Now I know some things happen after that. I I don't have a good answer for that, but I think sometimes it's not just the same thing every time. So quite a night for Cleveland, a 6 to 5 win in 10 as they continue to keep pace in the American League Central Division, remaining one game behind the first-place Minnesota Twins heading into the series finale with the Braves on Wednesday night. It's a 7-10 first pitch if you haven't made plans yet and you're listening to this podcast some point on Wednesday. One more game to go against the Atlanta Braves. Again, 7-10 start on Larry Doby night at the ballpark. Fans will receive a 1948 Guardians, uh, well, Cleveland cap. Uh, they were the Indians back then, and uh, you'll get that cap on your way in the door as the Guardians honor Larry Doby, the Hall of Famer. Well, as promised, a little bit earlier in the show, we had a chance to visit with Brian Snitker, the manager for the Atlanta Braves, before yesterday's game and talk to him about his ball club. And here's how that conversation went with a baseball lifer, Brian Snitker. Hey, Brian, I asked you how you're, you're, how things are going, but record-wise, it, it seems like it's just been a wonderful stretch for your club, and, and you've had good teams here uh, the past several years, but what's going on in this stretch that has really set them apart? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, so, you know, when things start hitting on all cylinders, you don't ask why. You just kind of stay focused ahead because you know how quick it can change. Um, but it's a great group of guys. They work really hard. They're conscientious about what they do. And I think it actually, uh, honestly, I think it's a bunch of young players that are, you know, they're, they're not where they're going yet. They're still getting better, and I think they're figuring things out. And, um, you know, we're kind of reaping the benefits of those guys figuring stuff out. So I think that's probably as much as anything. Wait a minute. You're not telling the rest of baseball that, that it could get better. No, I, I think. I don't think these guys have hit their, you know, where they're going yet. I think it's a very talented group. And uh, like I say, they love to play baseball. They like the competing. They like the work. They love everything about it. And they got a really good knack of keeping things in perspective and just taking it a day at a time. Five straight division titles. Um, obviously, the talent is there. And as you mentioned, young talent. 
but what are some of the keys to, to keeping it fresh and, and having them excited every year? Well, I, you know what? I think our Alex Anthopoulos, our general manager, does a great job of identifying talent, and, and he's really big into makeup. I think that's a big key is, you know, that the culture that you create, the makeup of your, you know, having good individuals, I think, is the biggest thing. And, and um, it's always something I know years ago we – we always looked at the, the high character guys, and I think we're getting back to that. And I think that as a way of parlaying itself and, and in the field, in the clubhouse also. Stay with us. We'll have more with Brian Snitker of the Atlanta Braves after this. Welcome back to Guardians Warm-Up. Brian Snitker's joining us. He's the manager for the Atlanta Braves, a former manager of the year. And, and Brian, you're a baseball lifer. You've been in this game a long time. And you, and you look at your coaching staff. Man, there's some great experience on this staff. And how does that all blend together, especially with a younger club? Well, I think it's it's a great staff, number one, just all the credibility that these guys bring, the the experiences they have. And, and I think the thing is they love to teach. They love the players. They And the players feel that. Um, they're really good. Uh, you know, you don't have routine when you get here. That's something that you, you have to kind of cultivate and, and learn. And I think our guys do a really good job of that. Um, you know, and, and it's great because in, in today's industry, these guys are probably not ready to be here in a lot of cases. And, and we rush them through the minor leagues so fast that they continue to have to learn the game and, and things like that up here. I'm fortunate to have a staff of guys that know how to do that, and they love teaching and, and getting in the trenches with these young guys. Across the way, Terry Francona, another baseball lifer, and you were relating a, a story about the last meeting here that uh, you got together and, and had a picture taken with him. But uh, when you see him across the way, do, do you see some similarities there in terms of, of your path at least a little bit? I, I love, you know, when I run into Tito in the winter meetings, you'll see him and, and playing against him and know what he's – all about and you know the baseball man that he is and I was telling you like a, to me a future Hall of Famer um, so it's really cool I, you know and he's got a great staff over here too I've known a lot of his coaches for years and years some really good baseball guys and I think we're you know our staffs are a lot of, they're similar in a lot of respects that the experience and, and knowledge and everything that his guys bring to their young team also. And when you look back at your career it took you a long time to get to this point um, what kept you going and how satisfying is it now from an enjoyability standpoint? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think probably uh, the paycheck kept me going a lot of times. I know I said I used to tell people I used to have to balance my checkbook to go to Kroger. And, you know, then I wind up, you know, in this job, which is, you know, and I probably got it at a good time in my life. I'd have probably imploded if I had it earlier back in my hair days. Um, so, you know what, it, it's just something that, you know what, we're, we're – we are who we are here. You, this thing gets in your blood, and, and it's kind of what we do, and and uh, we love doing it. We love the sleepless nights and rolling over in bed all the time, and the kind of that's the kind of things that you miss if you're, if you're not doing it. So um, I'm fortunate, blessed to be with a great organization, a lot of really good people. I've been mentored, I tell people, and raised by Hall of Famers. So, um, you know, I, I love what I do. This is, a, like I say, this is an unbelievable organization. Um, and a great group of guys to be around. So, shoot, it's, you know, I can't help but not like it. Ryan, great to have you on. Thank you. All right, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Always fun to catch up with some of the uh, people who make this game the great game that it is, and certainly Brian Snitker, one of those. Again, 47 years with the same organization, and uh, here he is managing the big club and just got that opportunity in the 2016 season. Well, that's going to do it for this edition, episode number 41 of the Rosie Report. We'll have another one for you soon. But in the meantime, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report.